Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to Talking Sense, a podcast with me, Dr. Marta. Every week, I answer one of your real-life questions and offer you psychological insights, ideas, and suggestions to guide you. Before we begin, I always like to give you a little moment to pause and reflect on something, or give you a little challenge for the week, something easy, simple, that is hopefully useful to you as well. This week, my little challenge for you is to offer yourself, your child or another, some kindness. Can you think of one act of kindness that you can do this week that will benefit you, your child or another? I think kindness is something that we should show every day, but sometimes when we become more conscious and intentional about it, we can show kindness in a different way. So think about that, and when you're ready, Let's begin. Today's question is a tricky one because there is no right or wrong way. It is a very unique and individual how you respond to this. But let's have a listen and have a think together. Hi, Marta. My question for you is not so much related to the children and their behaviours specifically, but more so as an adult and other adults' reactions to um, my style of parenting, including grandparents on both sides, when we direct them to research or the reason behind it, they're just not interested and it's not the right way. Um, and you can the, the sense of judgment is tangible. What would you recommend in this scenario? Okay, so how many of you have felt judged by your parenting. I think this is something that most parents are going to resonate with and this will be true no matter what you choose to do. Um, And I think it's, you know, really interesting because parenting isn't a one-fits-all, okay? There is no right or wrong way. It is so individual. It is so unique to you as a parent, as an adult. It's to do with your personality, it's to do with the choices that you're going to make, but it's also something that is bi-directional. Parenting isn't just something that we do in isolation as an individual. We do it with a child that responds to the way that we parent, and that often shapes the things that we do more of and the things that we do less of. And of course, we don't parent on our own. We parent within a context of a society and a structure of social norms. And the way that parents used to parent like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, is very different to how we parent right now. But our society has also changed a lot. Science has evolved, our knowledge has evolved, and 
In terms of like getting it right and not being judged, I think that is a really impossible task and something that I would suggest you don't even try and achieve. I think whatever you do, you're going to get judged. If you breastfeed, some people will judge you for it. If you bottle feed, you're going to get judged for it. If you sleep train, some people will be against it. If you don't, other people will say your child will never sleep properly or without you. You're creating a rod for your own back. It goes the same in terms of how you choose to feed your child or what you feed them or the things that you choose to do to discipline them. It all comes down to the same, which is everybody has a different point of view. And unless it's you parenting your child, no one really knows what's right, okay? And that's also true for anyone such as a parenting expert or even me as a clinical psychologist. I offer you loads of ideas and suggestions here on this podcast and also in my community on Instagram. But the way that I think about the things I offer you are exactly that, they're offerings. I've actually described this recently as kind of opening up a a tin of biscuits and kind of saying, look, there's lots of different choices you can make and I can't tell you which biscuit is right for you, but this is my offering. This is what I've got to share. And you can pick and choose the things that you want to try or give a taste of, you know? You might say, I'm going to try a couple of biscuits and see how they taste. And I don't like the taste of that one, so I'm leaving it, but I'm going to have more of the other one. It is a little bit like this because There is no right way. There is no one fits all. And I think, unfortunately, judgment is just part and parcel of parenting. I think until as a society and as humans, we actually begin to connect more compassionately with the core of what parenting is about, which is building a relationship with our children and that this relationship is unique and individual to us. And so other people looking in can never really understand your relationship with your child. Only you can do that. Only you and your child can fully ever understand what it means to be in relationship with each other. And so for me, when family members make a judgment about the parenting choices you have made, for me, it's about like breaking down what is happening for you and for that person in that moment. But I am going to offer you in this podcast some ideas to reflect on. So rather than giving you a straightforward solution, because I think it's a really difficult thing to do here, I'm going to offer you some points to reflect on, some questions that you can think about, some things that you can maybe consider at these points in time where what happens is you feel judged. I want you to pick and choose the things that are good for you, a bit like my tin of biscuits, okay? Pick the one flavour that you think, I might like this and give that a try. Leave the rest. And I would say that's true for most of the things I share with you all. You know, pick the things that seem to have a purpose and serve you and drop the rest. So let's have a little moment just to think about what happens when somebody is judging you. So I want you to begin to just think in these kind of stinging moments, okay? Kind of little bit confrontational because they can be confrontational. I want you to begin to tune in and tune out into what is most important. And this is really tricky, okay? It's a really tricky thing to do in the moment. I cannot do this in the moment, okay? Full honesty. Of course I get judged by my parenting, by the way. Of course. 
I'm a normal human surrounded by other normal humans and it really doesn't matter that I have a title of a doctor or I am a clinical psychologist or, you know, I have all this experience and knowledge working with children and families. None of that really matters when it comes to parenting because I'm a parent. Like when I'm with my child, I am not a psychologist. I am a mother. And yeah, I have family members who judge me. And some of those family members are people like my own mother. And I don't think it necessarily comes from a place of badness. But the really important bit here is about tuning in and tuning out on what this judgment is about and where it is coming from. But in the moment, this is really tricky to do. So a really useful exercise is to revisit one of these moments, okay? So it's something you can try. Maybe if you've got some notepaper or you want to do this while you're listening, give it a go. It's about trying to think about a moment in time where you have felt judged. And go back to thinking, what were you doing with your child? And how did you receive the judgment? Was it a gaze that you interpreted to be in a judgmental way? Was it a question or a sentence or a word? Can you just revisit one of those moments? Doesn't have to be complicated. Doesn't even have to be something that stung you very hard. I actually would choose something that is minor if you can, because it's going to be much easier to work with something small and kind of consider some of the things I'm going to suggest for you than choose something that's really kind of you know, sparking a really strong emotion in your body because those moments are going to be a lot harder to kind of disentangle. So I always like to start with something small, something that isn't too large that can help you kind of think about this. So for me, the first step is to tune in and tune out. So before before you kind of prickle at a comment or a judgment, and by that I mean before you go for a reaction, okay? However it is that you reacted in that moment, Let's not focus on that. Let's just focus on the moment of the judgment, okay? I want you to stop and consider a couple of things. Like, was this a moment where you were asking for advice or opinion? Or was it a conversation where there was an opportunity? A little bit like opening a door, a little crack, where you allowed somebody to give in an opinion, give in some advice, because actually that's what happened. You were opening the door and maybe unknowingly allowing somebody to share an opinion when actually maybe you weren't seeking an opinion, you were seeking validation or you were seeking, you know, just a listening ear. But just pay attention to that because that's important, okay? Did you inadvertently or maybe explicitly ask for advice and invite another into sharing an opinion? because that's important, okay? Or did this come out of the blue? So by that, I mean, perhaps you were doing something with your child and there's another adult there witnessing it, watching what you're doing, and they throw a flyaway comment that is judgmental and makes you feel like what you're doing is wrong or bad or they're criticizing something you're doing. But they weren't part of the interaction with your child, okay? This was you and your child doing something. Another occasion when this may also happen is when your child is not around at all, but you're doing something with adults, you know, extended family, grandparents, whatever, and they suddenly go, I noticed that you did this with your child the other day, and they criticize, they judge, they give an opinion, you know, you feel that judgment, okay? And again, 
they're talking about an interaction between you and your child that was witnessed or experienced, but they weren't invited into this conversation. This wasn't something that you were openly saying, let's discuss this point. To me, that's really important, okay? Why is that? Because for one case, it's about you really choosing very carefully the ways that you open up conversations with people, and I'm going to say this like with anyone, and just becoming much more conscious and aware of what you need or what you are requesting others for in those moments. Because it is absolutely normal, and I would say like important, as parents, that we vocalize things and that we express when times are hard, that we have a little rant. And we need to learn who the safe people are that we can have that with, alongside being very clear and explicit when we're doing this and talking openly about how we feel or what we're doing with our children or the things that are really challenging with our children about what we are requesting the other to do. So what are we requesting from our listener, okay? That for me is really important. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. And on the other hand, when it's unsolicited advice slash criticism that you're receiving, for me, that's when we start to set really clear boundaries. And again, that is something that we have control of because both of these things are things you can control. The thing you cannot control is other people judging you. I truly believe in a society where we all show much more compassion, care and kindness towards each other, where we don't judge each other for the choices we make, but instead we are curious and we try and understand them. However, in this kind of position, it is not your job to try and get somebody to that position of curiosity because the one thing that you can't control is what another says or another does towards you. The things you can control is who you talk to. So really think carefully about who is in your circle of support you know, like I call them networks, like your network of support. And think about kind of, I often think of these as circles because it's an easy kind of visual. Who's in your inner circle? Who's in your next kind of outer circle? Who's in your more external circle, okay? And you can add circles to this as much as you like. But for me, it's about thinking about your inner circle as the safest people. And these are the people who you think, I could reach out to these people and they could support me. But of course, people support you in different ways with different values. So some people might offer a wonderful practical support, but might really struggle with the emotional side of things and vice versa. So think carefully about who are your resources in terms of your friends and your family. And Think very carefully about in this moment that you've chosen, as an example, if you've done that, the person criticizing you, what circle are they? And if it was one of these moments where you were having an open conversation about parenting in some way, and what happened was you opened the door a little crack and what they did was step in and give you an opinion, then part of this for me is a learning point, okay? It might be about learning, that this isn't the person or the place or the context where these conversations can be had in a way that feels safe for you. Because if you felt judged and criticized, but didn't feel able to then carry on having the conversation with this family member or person, then they're not the right person to open up in that way. So that's step one, okay? Consider what can you learn from this experience. Secondly, 
really, if you're going to ask for advice or share something personal, part of this is about accepting that people are going to say what they think and they're going to share an opinion. And part of that acceptance is you may not like that. And I think for me, having a difference in opinion is often a good thing because if you meet it with curiosity, it can open up possibility. But again, you've got to feel safe to open up curiosity, right? If you've shared a tough sticking point with your child out loud with a family member and then they've given you an opinion that says something like, well, you know, maybe you're a bit soft with them and that's why that's happening. Is it the kind of conversation with that person where you can get curious and say, I'm really curious about your take on this situation and the fact that you're saying that the problem is me and how I'm parenting my child. Can we think about that a little bit further? Like, when you say I'm too soft, what do you mean? What does that look like? How did you expect me to parent? You know, how did you parent your child? Do you think that softness is a weakness? Or can softness be a strength? Can it be something that creates a stronger bond or a stronger relationship with a child? These conversations are hard, okay? Those things, those questions, curious kind of understandings I've just shared with you, they're not possible with everybody because judgment often comes from a place of also sparking a strong emotion in somebody else. So something you've said, if we're talking about this situation where you've opened up the door a little crack, something you've said or reflected on has sparked an intense emotion in another. And that intense emotion often can be, when it's around parenting, about a difference in your style, in your values, in your relationship with your child. And that difference can make some people feel very inadequate because what you're doing is not what they did. How you behave is not how they behaved or the choices that they made. And the relationship you're building with your child might look so different to what they had created with their own children that it's a really hard thing to hear. But when you open the door a crack, they feel able to say to you, aha, so you are getting it wrong. So I am going to give you some of my advice and my opinion, which is you're having those problems because you're doing it wrong. And wrong is different from what I did. Now, there is no right or wrong here. Okay, there is no right or wrong. What I want you to get into, like thinking, is slightly more compassionate because often that judgment comes from a place of hurt or inadequacy or kind of like confusion. It's also often ignorance, like not understanding something. But one of the things that came in the question on today's podcast was this idea of when you give research or you give information, you know, they, they close their ears and they shut down. Now, that's a really strong signal that then they're not asking you to justify your parenting. They just want to tell you that what you're doing is not what they did. And by that, they're saying, don't tell me that what I did was wrong. Okay, so that's a different kind of message because it's not about trying to justify your parenting. And I don't believe anyone should justify their parenting. But it is about understanding that other people may find witnessing your parenting and seeing some of the things that you say or do with your child 
really uncomfortable. And if you leave the door open, then that gives them room to share their discomfort with you. And that discomfort may show up as judgment. But on that's the surface, right? Deep down, what is lying beneath is often that sense of inadequacy and sometimes hurt that what they see you do is not what they did. And are you basically telling them just through your behavior that what they did with their children was wrong? And I think this is one of those like really big challenges with parenting, which is, you know, this idea of right versus wrong. There is no right versus wrong. There is, you know, unique individual parenting for every parent with every child. And if you're a parent of multiple children, you parent them differently. There is no way that you parent all your children the same because children are unique individuals that need unique individual things. So one thing works for one, but you've got to adapt a bit like a chameleon to your other child. So you're the same parent, but you're gonna be using different strategies and different language and different behaviors with both or more of your children. And your relationships are also gonna be unique. And that's the thing. That's why I don't believe in judging parents for the choices they make, because we're not in their shoes. I'm not in your shoes. I can't tell you what's right or wrong. And one of the things that I always say in therapy with the parents, families that I meet is if it works for you, then it's working. Like, you know, I sometimes get parents who ask me like, is this the right way? And I often say, well, I don't know. What happens when you do that? And when it's working, I'm like, well, you don't need to talk to me because it's working for you. And if it works, keep doing more of it. If it doesn't work, then that's the problem. And that's when you might want to open up your perspective, think of new ideas, kind of understand your child from a different side or angle. But it's not always the case. Like lots of things that you will do as a parent are working for you and your child. It doesn't matter that your neighbor, your friend, your parent, you know, your mother-in-law didn't do it, it matters that it works for you and that's enough. So to me, when we get to this point of advice, you've got to really think about, do you want to hear it? You know, is this the right person you want to hear it from, first of all? Secondly, are you open to hearing the difference in opinion and can you accept the difference? Because you can't always talk to people who are going to agree with you, like that's just not realistic, okay? So really think carefully when this happens, when I open the door a crack, am I willing to accept the difference? And thirdly and finally, can you be really, really explicit about what you need? So when you're having these conversations with a friend or a family member, and what happens is they're ask, giving you like very specific support, but that wasn't what you wanted, okay? Because often when we feel judged or criticized, it's because there's an interaction that is a mismatch between our experience of something and their experience of something else. So you may need to really explicitly clarify what you want or what you need. So that might sound something like, thank you for your opinion. Actually, I just needed a listening ear because I'm having a really tough time. Being really clear with another about what you need will make some of these interactions a little easier. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And now let's have a little think about what it's like when you get judged or criticised and it's when you're doing something with your child and somebody's witnessing it and offering an opinion or giving you a judgment. Okay, in these times, it is not your job or your responsibility to justify what you're doing with your child, particularly if your child is present in this moment. So you're actually actively focusing on your child and there's an adult in the room making a comment that you're taking as, you know, an opinion or a criticism that feels unhelpful. So firstly, it's really important that you kind of remember this. In that moment, although you may get sparked in emotion, and of course there'll be like things happening in your body and possibly also your mind, you know, like how dare they, like, that's an awful thing to say in front of my child. In that moment, your focus is on your child. Your responsibility as a parent is on your child, not on this other adult, okay? Their opinion, their comment, their judgment, you kind of have to let it fly by, just in this moment, as much as you can. So reflecting on an incident that's happened may be useful to you because you can start to begin and think, how would you have just remained, maintained, focused on your child, rather than divert your attention to the other adult and begin a response, okay? Because in that moment, you're beginning an interaction which can turn into a confrontation. And what you wanna do is kind of let it slide. Their opinion is not important, okay? Because it's an opinion on something that they don't know. They are not in relationship with your child, with you. It's you and your child, okay? So what you can do is kind of hear it, let it slide. Secondly, a little bit later, if you have managed to do that, which is amazing because it's a really hard thing to do, so I'm not telling you this is easy to do. That's why with hindsight, it can be more helpful because it can help you think, what would I say to my child? How would I refocus on my child? How would I make this moment kind of something that passes by us but isn't going to hold me in conversation? You may wanna go back to that adult and set a boundary. Now, boundaries are not about justifying what we do. So I don't want you to necessarily go in and tell the other, have you heard about this kind of parenting? Or do you understand why I'm doing this with your child? And like in this question, lots of people who have offered a judgment or a criticism or an opinion, they're gonna shut their ears to that, but they don't wanna hear it. And they become defensive in that moment when you offer knowledge or experience or 
you know, some kind of reading material that they're like, well, I don't need to know this because I'm not parenting children anymore, but I've already parented X number of children, so I know better than you. This isn't the moment to have that conversation, but it is the moment to be really clear about your boundaries, okay? And it's really important that you remember that part of setting a boundary is about knowing that you have the right to say to somebody in a kind way that their opinion is not something that you want to receive. That might sound like, thank you for sharing your opinion with me before. I know you care deeply about my child, but I'm parenting the best I can and we're doing okay. So if I need your advice, I'll come to you. But for now, we're all right. This isn't something you need to learn by rote or even use the same words as me. But when I set boundaries with another adult and what I'm trying to do is avoid conflict, I tend to thank them for whatever they have said. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it, okay? But I wanna say thank you for sharing your thoughts or your opinion or giving me your advice and I'm not going to use it, but that's okay. Or I like to tell them that I know what they want, which can sometimes be caring, okay? I know you wanna care for our child. I know you want to be a caring grandparent. Like, I know that what you're doing is thinking of the best for me and my child. Because often, that's the intention. But obviously, the delivery is not that. And like I said, sometimes the delivery is not that because there's also a point of pain for the person offering you that judgment, okay? It comes from a place of, I have a good intention, which is to help you. And also, this hurts me somewhere because it's uncomfortable. There's a discomfort in what I'm witnessing you do. So when you say thank you to somebody or you say, I know that what you wanna do is show that you care or make things easier for us in our parenting, you know, I appreciate you. It's much easier to then set the boundary, which is to say, but I'm okay, like we're doing our best and I appreciate you trying to support us, but if we need some help, we'll come to you, but for now we're okay. Now, if this is a family member who is like extended family and perhaps if you have a partner is like a parent-in-law, this can feel a bit trickier to do. And I would often say to couples, you need to work as a team on this. Like you need to be on the same page and think together about how you're gonna manage these points of conflict or confrontation and how the child of the, those parents, the adult child of those parents is going to manage that situation. Because in an ideal world, they would be the ones setting the boundary. But of course, you can also set that boundary as long as it comes from a place, like I just said, kindness and not wanting to be confrontational. And as much as you can, separate to that point with your child, because that can make a difference. That space between the moment you get sparked in emotion and want to react to the judgment and the moment where, you know, your child has had your focus and attention and they're out of the room, it can give you some space. And when we get space, we tend to act more intentionally and more consciously rather than react to something in a very emotive kind of primal way. So give that a little bit of a thought and reflect on it. Finally, my final boundary would be if you are surrounded by some people who are constantly criticizing you or you feel like you're being put down. You know, this is one of the hardest things to parent a child. 
you know, to be responsible for another little being's life and future and do your very best. And I really believe that all parents do their very best. Like, I really believe that. And if you're surrounded sometimes by people who put you down, I want you to really consider whether you need to be in these people's lives as much, like in terms of frequency or intensity. So can you boundary the time you spend with these people? Can you boundary how often you see these people? You know, is it time limit or is it kind of spacing out the contact? Because sometimes when there's great space, either in terms of how much you spend time with someone or how often you see them. These kind of judgments and criticisms are easier to manage because there's less of them coming at you. And if you're feeling really put down by somebody, it's really important that you distance yourself from them. And that is a boundary, like a physical, emotional, practical boundary. And again, it is something you're in control of. And I would very much suggest that you think what is best for you and your family? How can you, you know, kind of manage these judgments as best you can? You can't stop them from happening, you know? Family members are going to judge you. It's going to happen. There's nothing you can do but about the judgment. But what you can do is limit the amount of times that you have to manage it or to be, you know, in the face of it or even experience it. And also manage the times where your child might hear you being criticised because that is also not a positive experience for your child. So just remember that boundaries don't have to be mean and harsh. They can be kind and compassionate as long as you take the most generous interpretation of why people are saying what they're saying, which is often coming from a place of wanting to give you some support even if it's not in a positive delivery, and sometimes from a place of pain where they're thinking, you're judging me because I didn't do what you did, so I'm going to give you some advice or some thoughts or my personal opinion. And when you share those boundaries in that way, they can feel helpful to you and the other. Of course, you have no control over how the other's going to respond, and you can still set boundaries around how much you share with certain people. So remember that. Who is your safe network of support? Who are the safe people you can discuss these things with? And how often you see them and how long you spend with them. Those things are things that you can control. Judgment from others is unfortunately something that I think all of us as parents and just humans in general have to contend with but we can learn to cope with the management, manage it better and come out in a way that makes us feel much more empowered about the things that we are in control of. Because at the end of the day, you are the best parent for your child and you are doing your very best. And if others can't see that, that's not about you. It's about them. And we're reaching the end. I hope that was useful to you. As always, I like to end my podcast with a little mantra. Something to hold you for the rest of the week. And given our conversation today, my mantra for you is, my relationship with my child is my first priority. I hope you'll join me next week for another Talking Sense. Until then, see you soon.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.